Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hey, you guys, it's Blaze. Thanks for joining me on the Full Spectrum Feeling podcast. I want to talk this week about painful feelings, that feeling of dread that you have when you're worried that you're going to make someone feel bad. You're going to tell them that they did something wrong or that you're not happy with how things are going and that sense of conflict that hasn't happened yet but that you anticipate is there and all of the ways that we try to protect ourselves from those painful feelings and the things that we do to just kind of avoid having to go there or do the painful thing. I've noticed this in myself. I've noticed it in everybody. Like nobody wants to feel bad and most of us don't want to make other people feel bad. So we'll spend a lot of time, a lot of energy trying to anticipate what someone else wants or needs or thinks or what they are going to feel. We strategize on ways to keep them happy and to avoid the conflict. So for instance, thinking like, what could I do to either avoid this person and not have to have the talk? Or how can I tell them basically a lie in a kind way so that we don't have to talk anymore, or this doesn't really have to come up? Like there's ways that we try to skirt around the actual issue so that we don't have to have what we fear is going to be the worst possible conversation and then maybe a blowout. And then what if the person doesn't think nice things about us anymore? That would be terrible. How can we stop this worst case scenario from happening? And it can be with people that you love and that you interact with on a day-to-day basis And it can happen with things like the grocery store clerk or like someone that you hired to do work for you or someone that's working with you. No matter what, it's so interesting. Like we're more concerned about the people that we're going to run into again, but I'm starting to notice like we are just as bad with the people that we'll never run into again. It's like we take that trauma and we're just so overwhelmed and don't want anyone to be mad at us or to be mad at anybody that we all just go out of our way to make ourselves miserable to avoid the conflict. What is up with that? Oh my gosh. And I think it's just, that's human nature wanting to belong. It's wanting to not be afraid. Sometimes, you know, we have pasts, we have memories where things have not gone well when we've brought up how we really feel or what we really want. And we don't want to be shamed. We don't want like social shame, social disgrace. We don't want people to, you know, talk poorly about us. It's like our reputations are on the line. And I think this goes into like our monkey brain psyche where we're like the worst thing that could happen is somebody spreads rumors about us, or we have a reputation that says that we're an annoying person or difficult to deal with. And if people think that, then maybe I'll never have help again. Maybe I'll never be able to hire another person. Maybe I'll never have someone become my friend. Maybe I'll be ostracized. And, you know, in that part of our brain, 
the reptilian brain, the, I think it's the monkey brain is the social needing that social network. Like that means death. If we don't have each other, if we don't have that support system, it's super, super duper scary. And so we start to find that we spend our energy trying to create a buffer. We try to create a way to protect ourselves from that possibility. And when we see it happening, we spend way more energy than we think we are on ways to distract ourselves or avoid the situation. Or we might even think about it. It's like, you know, that under undercurrent of bubbling. It's like dread, fear, anxiousness, that something is annoying. And then we start to go like, I just don't like being around these people, or I hate situations like these. I should just avoid it. But then we spend even more energy just trying to avoid people like that or situations like that. And we're not even living our lives anymore. Like we're figuring out how to alter the way that we would like to live or do things to avoid any possible instance in which conflict might occur. Oh my God. It's amazing, really. And I've started to think about like, wow, how much energy could I get back if I wasn't not only actually avoiding doing something, but also all of the things that I'm doing to plot how I'm going to avoid doing that. Like all the extra steps and activities and thoughts and thinking that goes around restructuring my life to not do the thing that just could get done and then not have a problem. Oh, it's craziness. So I've seen the strategy of just taking on more things to do as well. Like we don't want to have to think about it. So it could be, I don't actually have anything to do. So I guess I need to sign up for more classes or I'm going to pile a bunch of cleaning onto my day so that I'm just busy. I'm busy. I think we like busyness because it feels very safe. Being really busy is a great excuse. We feel like people can't be mad at you or question what was going on if you were just, you were busy. And particularly if you have like a whole list of things that you accomplished or that you were working on that they can see that you did. So it's how you can end up stuck in a room, not even hanging out with the people that you care about, just doing stuff like reading or studying or cleaning or whatever, and avoid talking to anyone or going anywhere. And then that becomes the comfort zone. Like, oh, I had a stressful day. Don't want to talk about it. I guess I'll just go lock myself up here and do stuff. Or we can immerse ourselves like in gaming or reading or like anything that's kind of an escapism. There's, you know, drinking, there's eating, there's just sex. I don't know anything. Like there's so many things that we can do to avoid our feelings. And sometimes those feelings are that we're not happy. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, I recently had an amazing conversation with a woman that was stressing out. She had hired someone to do a job. They didn't do the job well. She paid a lot of money. She was not thrilled. And there is going to be another, another um, employment of this person. Like initially, not in writing, but there had been talk of, you're going to be hired for two jobs and here's the first one. And the first one did not go well. And as with many of us, when the person who did the job said, hey, what did you think? 
without thinking, we she put the smile on. I've done this too and said, oh, it was great. Really liked how this happened. Did a great job. And they're like, oh, okay, great. And then they left that conversation and she was left going, I actually hated the job. I'm pissed. I'm not happy that I spent that money. I'm not happy with the job. Why did I tell them I was happy? And I was like, oh, why did you? I'm like, well, probably you didn't have enough time to really notice all of the things that you were unhappy about. And also you felt under pressure. It was a, Hey, I'm calling you right now. What did you think? And you didn't have time to assess or have a response prepared. And the conflict avoiding monster that lives within us is like, I'll just put on a happy face and make them happy. I like making people feel good because that feels really safe. So it was great. You did a great job. Bye. And then you're like, Oh no, I don't want to hire this person again. This is terrible. And I don't want to do it. So what do you do? And through the course of the conversation, it became apparent that she was already living in torture. Like you're already as stressed out and upset as you're going to get. The conversation that you're afraid of having might feel this bad, but it might not. And then it'll be over. But right now you're just going to hold on to it and be upset. And trying to come up with ways to kindly lie or decline the next job or not explain what's going on is taking up a ton of your energy. Why? Why are we doing it? And it's like the fear of burning a bridge, the fear of kickback, the fear of the person going, well, I thought I did a great job and I think you're stupid. And, you know, the fear of judgment, right? Like, what if my opinion is wrong? And we took some time to just break it down. And I, I find it so helpful in those situations to just let's break down what actually happened. What are the facts that we know? This is the job that you wanted. This is the job you were promised. This is the amount that was agreed on. This is the time that they were actually there. This is the result of the work. And this, these are the things that didn't meet your expectation. And those are just facts. They're not anything that can be argued with. You're like, this is what was said. This is what was agreed. This is what was paid. This is what was here. And this is the things that did not get done that I'm not happy about. Okay. If you're able to just look at that as stuff, like it's, it's just neutral. It's something that happened. It's easier to just say, this is why I'm not hiring you again and not try to lightly let people off. I think this is how breakups go really crazy too, by the way, is that we don't want to hurt someone's feelings or tell them that we're actually really, really done and it's done forever. So ghosting, like, I just, I just won't pick up your call. I won't, I won't ever let you schedule. I won't say anything. Or if you're like, Hey, when are we going to do that next thing? And like, Oh yeah, we're going to hold off for a while that's not helpful. That, that doesn't work. It leaves everybody kind of hanging. I said, well, that leaves you stressed out because this person might reach out and keep reaching out because you haven't actually said no on the other person's end. Like they're just confused and they'll keep reaching out and reaching out and they're confused why you're not saying yes. It's clear communication helps all sides. So I helped break down like the reality of the situation and said, well, what if we thought of it as what if you clearly communicating that you're not going to hire again 
is actually like a gift. Definitely. It's a gift to you. Like you won't have to be tortured by this anymore and you won't have to worry that you're hiring this person or that they're going to keep harassing you. Like, cause at this point you feel like they're harassing you if they reach out again, but they're thinking that they're just following up with you for a job you wanted. It lets them book someone new in and do what they do and make money and be happy. Um, so that was a really cool conversation and it made me tap into our general fear of conflict and how can we resolve it in a way that's positive for both parties that isn't like flat out accusatory and is just like a statement of, Hey, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not interested. And if you need to have a discussion of why I can give you the list of just facts of what happened without me going like, and I think it's terrible and you're a terrible person and da da da, because we don't really know why some of these things didn't happen. We don't, we have assumptions. We have assumptions that make us angry, but either way, you know, true, not true, whatever. If your decision is you're done and you don't want to meet someone again, you don't want to talk to them again. You don't want to work with them again. You're not helping anybody by not just cutting that and letting it go. I think I'm learning to be a lot clearer in my expectations and what I want from people that I hire or what I am willing I don't want to say to put up with, to, to hire for, to, to pay money for like things that I would rather very much have someone else do versus things that I would rather have myself do. I'm getting to know myself better and I'm also okay, more okay now. I'm I'm still not perfectly okay, but with having a conflict and going, you know what? It's just a conflict. It doesn't have to mean anything about either of us. Sometimes people, circumstances, hires, whatever, just isn't what you wanted. And that's okay. You don't have to keep torturing yourself. You don't have to be loyal to the situation and hold on to it to the death just because you happen to get started there. Like it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to have a new standard. It's okay to have a new policy. And I learned that early, early on in my my first tattoo job, <laughs> whenever something crazy happens that you never want to have again, a policy is born so that you don't have to have that thing come up again. But you also have to handle the situation itself with grace if you can and just be clear where your boundary is. So I guess that's a lot of it is what is your boundary? What what are your expectations and how clearly can you communicate them in the first place? And how kind can you be with both parties if that communication was lacking in the first place? And, and then you know, things go off the rails a little bit because you thought one thing, they thought another thing that that happens a lot. We're not great at telling people exactly what we want. We assume that the language we use is understood by the other person. We assume that they kind of have the vision that we have in our head and people aren't mind readers and we can even know that, but it still can be frustrating to us because we're like, well, I thought that this was very clear when they said blah, blah, blah. And I said that too. I didn't realize we were having a different conversation. So yeah, sometimes we have different conversations. We have to figure out how to get that back into alignment, whether that's worth it to us or not. I think a lot of times it very much is to just say, Hey, this is where things went sideways. I'd appreciate it if it's different next time. And particularly in our person relationships and I love you and it's okay. And I, you know, I'm not going to hold it against you. And being able to not hold it against other people that there was this conflict has to come from being more secure in ourselves that 
we don't think it has so much to do with us and that it doesn't necessarily have so much to do with them. It's just a thing that happened that is so much easier said than done. But I think if we can try to remember that things happen, they're not necessarily, you know, ill-intentioned things. (laughs) They're not necessarily on purpose. Um, It lets life be a little bit easier, a little bit kinder. We can get through these conflicts without it having to mean anything bad about either party. And that makes it easier to resolve no matter what direction you decide to go with. Ah, so those are my thoughts about these painful feelings of conflict. And I honestly think it's better to face it. It's better to be clear and either cut things off if they need to be cut off or have that difficult conversation so that it's not constantly looming in the back of your head. I think we can accumulate several of those conversations and that's when we have like big blowouts with people or we just decide we can't deal with this anymore. And you know, we have a freaking breakdown It's because we're trying to protect so much and really loosening that guard, letting it down. It's a gift, even though it's a scary gift. And I'm down for helping people to feel safe in lowering it down, feel safe in being kind to themselves so that they have the strength that it takes to do that. So putting that out there, if you're someone struggling with putting down the conflict, someone struggling with putting down the judgment and the judgment of yourself, I can help you with that. Reach out. I am here. My friends, have a wonderful, wonderful week. I look forward to seeing you next time and I'm wishing you um, awareness, awareness, calm, and some neutrality in the week ahead. (laughs) All right, I'll see you later. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.